0: Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day to day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 6, Episode 8. I had to stop there for a second like wait what season what episode what 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 um welcome back to the show I am so excited that you are here today I'm gonna be reading the fourth and final part of Gus the guinea pig um I'll be honest I struggled with this one I knew how I sort of wanted to end it but getting there was a little challenging i took myself to a coffee shop on friday while my kid was um in theater class and i was like all right i'm just gonna sit and write this um and i typically try to do my writing like in the mornings because i'm like more fresh and so it just took me like 40 minutes of sitting there and people watching and letting like ideas roll in and out of my head and yeah i struggled a little bit with this one um, I guess it was the idea that it needed to be somewhat realistic, but also I know that sometimes I get a little, um, what's the word, like, dark and morbid when I think about reality. Uh, and so... <laughs> wanted to kill gus off in the story and then my husband was like you can't kill him off you just like that you can't i'm like i know i can't but i kind of want to and i didn't obviously i'm not killing off gus but there's this new sense of playfulness curiosity of that I, i don't know it's happening in my writing and i'm just having so much fun with it Uh, not that I think it's fun to like kill off characters because I'm like really deeply attached to this particular one but I don't know it's just really interesting what's happening as I go through this process of writing and illustrating and I just I don't know I'm just having a really good time so with that being said uh yeah this week was good I I don't know it's like every day felt like it wasn't the day it was supposed to be like Tuesday felt like a Thursday Thursday felt like a Monday Friday felt like a Wednesday I, it was really weird and so I think that kind of messed with my flow of writing and creating and so then I sat there at the coffee night or coffee shop on Friday night or Friday evening and I just could not get the words to come out and what ended up happening was really interesting is I went to bed on Friday night with the story almost finished and then I fell asleep and had this dream again where it just I knew exactly how to do the ending and I woke up on Saturday morning, um, and I just grabbed my laptop and I started writing and I sat there for like the next twenty minutes and just wrote and I figured that's it. I figured out the ending. Um but I don't even know what happened in my dream. I just woke up knowing what to do. So it's been really interesting how my brain has been figuring these things out and they're like little puzzles and I'm putting them together. And if you know me personally, you know that I love to put puzzles together. It's like one of my favorite things to do in the whole wide world. So yeah, I just thought I'd share all of this so that you know a little background that goes with the whole creative practice. Um, It's helping me really just take in what I do moment for moment and kind of understand how it all goes together and then the little signs that I get from things happening around me that I'm like okay that's definitely like where I'm supposed to take the story I don't know it's like it's it's got a mind of its own um I don't know if that sounds weird to anybody but I'm starting to not care if I sound weird or not. Clearly, I'm still recording this podcast uh, where I get to sound weird just for your entertainment. So enjoy. Anyways, um, and then I'm like, that was weird. So, okay, because that's what I'll do. And so it's really helping me. also process like the world around me and what's going on in my own personal life it's just really nice um to have this you know I I haven't felt this sense of connection to myself since I was a little kid and so it's just feeling really nice to be able to connect with this and have my writing and have it like be part of my daily life I like I haven't done this in so long and I haven't done it in a way where it feels like this like I remember when I used to write for a newspaper in high school it felt a little bit like this but there was also that process of someone's going to be editing your stories and someone's going to be reading your stories and it just became about the product not the process and so this feels magical again like I feel like I'm an eight-year-old kid laying down on the floor of writing for fun <clears throat> um So yeah, with that being said, I will go ahead and read the fourth and final part for Gus the guinea pig, and then next week you get to read or listen to a whole new story of a new character. Alright, Gus the guinea pig, part four. I brought Gus home with me for the night. You've got a nice place, Gus began to say as he looked around. Thanks. I put my purse down and threw the towel into the washing machine. You can make yourself comfortable while I get a little area set up for you. I remember when I was in Miss Fanny's house for the summer. He began to walk around as he shared his story. She always made sure to clean up all of her toddler's stories, especially the small round ones. I guess she thought that I would try to eat them or something. She didn't know that I would never do something like that. He sat down and put his little nose in the air. I began to wonder if I could just keep him as a pet, give him all the love that he needed. Just as I began imagining what my life with a guinea pig pet would be like his little voice broke my train of thought you know i picked him up and put him on the counter as i got a snack ready he looked directly into my eyes i noticed again how much depth there was in there i don't think i meant to be a house guinea pig oh could he also read my mind i wondered yeah so i looked around no offense Ron. no offense your home is beautiful i just feel so lonely he stared at me again i could have taken that personally but i knew exactly what he meant My home was a place where I came to get away from the world. I didn't really love to have big parties or anything like that. I guess I always knew that I had a hard time connecting with others, which is probably why I was spending my Friday nights sharing cucumber slices talking with a guinea guinea pig. Okay. No, I get it. My home is where I like to spend a lot of alone time. Sort of my refuge from the world when it gets to be too much. Like knowing that I have a safe place where I can recharge. I didn't mean to make myself sound so antisocial, but it was true, sometimes the world overwhelmed me and I needed to have the space to be completely my own. We stayed up for a couple more hours as he shared some more of his favorite stories about his classroom days. I made a little bed for him out in the living room and told him that we would figure out what to do in the morning. The next day we had to have that hard conversation we had both been avoiding the night before. What to do about finding Gus a new home? I knew that we could find a nice home for him maybe another classroom that would take him in and love him he had identified that he would prefer to live in a classroom and not in a family home i had to respect the fact that he knew what he wanted i'm sensing that maybe you really don't want anything other than your old classroom with miss fanny and gary i finally said there's a pretty big chance that this might not happen for you gus I really didn't want to crush his happy ending dreams or be negative about this whole thing. But I also knew that it was unrealistic to hope that this was a fairy tale and that he would one day be reunited with the people in Guinea he loved the most. I know all of that, he said with tears in his eyes. I hated the fact that I had said these things. I also knew that we needed to talk about this. I know that the likelihood of me finding... Sorry, my laptop is running like the diagnostic thing and it's like is good hold on Uh, okay i know that the likelihood of me finding my family is close to zero but i have to believe i have to go into the world with the belief that things work out for me that i can get what i really want otherwise what is the point to live a life that is half lived because of fear of possibility that it won't happen what kind of life is that he was now sobbing and making a very good point I guess I had been blindsided by my own stuff, my own experiences that had jaded me into thinking that things don't always work out the way that we want them to. I didn't want him to feel the disappointment I felt before. But who was I to take that experience from him? And perhaps he was right. What if we could find his family? Okay, Gus, thanks for calling me out. You are right. You have every right to live from a place that feels right to you. What do you suggest we do to find the school or Miss Fanny? I asked with... I asked as I leaned on the counter where our half-eaten breakfast um, was laying, "Is there anybody you could call to figure out where the new school is supposed to be?" he said with such hope in his with such hope in his voice that it was palpable. I called all the schools in the area yesterday and left a bunch of messages, so I am still waiting to hear back from a few," I said with a half-smile. "Okay, okay," he shouted. "So you started the process. What if you take my picture and post it around the neighborhood, sharing my story?" He moved his little paws as if typing on the computer. I guess he imagined me typing away everything he had shared with me in the hopes that it would lead us in the right direction. I could do that, but maybe I'll leave out all the nitty gritty details because there is no way of me knowing all of that without sharing that I can talk to you. We both agreed and started laughing. We spent the next few days talking to almost every single school within a 30 mile radius from the park. I took him on outings with me to put up flyers. We went to pet shops to share his story. But even with all of that, it was still crickets. No one had any leads. Frustrated, I sat down to read another one of his journals. March 1st. I can't believe just how big the children are getting. The little three year olds that started back in August are now really into a nice rhythm and have taken their role in this community. I was watching one of them pour water from one glass container into another. She then used a sponge to soak up the spilled water from the tray. She sat down, focused, and working on building the skill for the longest time. I love the way their bodies relax after they feel complete with the work, as if saying, okay, my job here is done. It's funny, it's the same way Gary's body reacts after getting the kids all riled up during lunch. I was also noticing some of the older ones and how their conversations have shifted this spring. They sound older, they have also started to separate themselves a little more, finding liberation and being able to read on their own. I used to hear them sounding out most of the words on the page, but now they only stop to sound out every once in a while. They are fully immersed in their books, not even stopping when they know it is a good time to go outside. Not even stopping when they know it is time to go outside for recess or outdoor environment. I get it. I love getting lost in a good book. I put the journal down and felt a sense of hopelessness. Just then, my phone rang. It was was a Montessori school that had gotten a call from someone that works at a school we had visited. They were not the school we were looking for, but they were looking for a guinea pig. This was a newer school, and they were still working at the kinks of establishing a program. One of those was getting all the pets situated in the classrooms. They needed just one more guinea pig to have at least two in every classroom. They knew the importance of connection for guinea pigs. I hung up the phone. Gus stared at me. He was expecting news I couldn't deliver. That's okay, he finally said. Who was it? I explained the situation to him and asked him what he wanted to do. I guess that would be better than trying to find Miss Fanny for the rest of my life. He looked down. I could tell he was trying to process it all. Maybe the idea of being back in the classroom was better than being stuck in my boring house all day. I also had to get back to my regular life at some point and knew that I would not be available to spend all day with him anymore. All right, he took a deep breath. Let's do it. Let's call them back and say that this guinea pig is ready to go back into the classroom. And so, the next day, I gathered all the supplies I had bought for him and put them all in a nice bag. They would make a nice donation to this new classroom. Lots of hay, guinea pig food, some toys, and of course, a brand new journal that Gus could hide under a little pillow I had sewn for him. I met with the lead guide and explained without saying that we talked, that what had happened, and how much he was looking forward to being part of a classroom again. She gave me a weird look and offered to give me visitation days where I could come in and check in on him. I took her up on the offer and eagerly opened the door to the classroom. It was magical. The shelves were exactly as Gus had described. Everything in the classroom was at the children's eye level and available for them to reach. The colors were so soothing and the air smelled of lavender. The children wouldn't be there for another 45 minutes. The guide, Miss Susan, had wanted to give Gus some time to get acquainted with the room and his new roommate. His name was Gabe, and apparently he was really afraid of the children. Anytime they came to see him, he ran and hid under his little igloo house. Miss Susan was hoping that by having a friend, he could get more comfortable with being in the classroom, which was precisely why she was so excited about Gus, because he knew what the energy of a classroom was like. I looked at Gus and gave him a lot of reassurance reminding him that everything would somehow be okay. He smiled at me as if telling me that he already knew that. Miss Susan and I chatted for a few minutes, mostly about all the snacks I knew Gus loved so that she could make sure she had those on hand. And then I knew it was time for me to leave. We agreed that I would come back once a week to make sure Gus was doing all right and to help in any way I could. I knew that Miss Susan could use extra support preparing materials from all the stories that Gus shared with me about the work Miss Fanny would do after the children left. "'so I volunteered to bring materials home to prep, "'cutting paper and fabric, laminated items, etc. "'I said my goodbye to Gus and whispered, "'I left a notebook with a pencil for you. "'I'll replace it next week, so write your little heart out.' "'I knew that writing had kept him connected to himself "'and wanted to make sure that he had that with him no matter what. "'Hopefully Miss Susan wouldn't find it and freak out. "'The next week I came back and saw such a difference in Gus. "'His hair looked so shiny and his eyes sparkled "'like I had never seen before.' I had come right during lunchtime and found a couple of the children trying to feed their lunch to Gabe and Gus. Miss Susan reminded them that guineas don't eat all the human food because it can make them feel sick. How is he doing? I asked Miss Susan once the children went out f- outside went outside for recess. Oh, he is as sweet as little thing, she began to say. I feel like he really understands the children. There are a few of them that have grown especially close with him. I don't know what it is about him, but he just seems to bring out a sense of peace and comfort for them. "'It's really sweet.' She opened the cage to pet both of them. I offered to clean their cage during my weekly visits. She would spot clean throughout the week, but this this way she wouldn't have to worry about doing this deep cleaning of their little habitat. She went off to eat her lunch, and I was finally able to talk to Gus. "'Oh my god, Gus!' I gave him a big squeeze. "'You look so happy!' He did a little squeal, signaling that I had squeezed him too tight. "'Ow!' he coughed a little. "'You don't have to squeeze me so hard!' Yes, the children and I are getting used to the schedule and the rhythm from this classroom. It's amazing how similar they are to the other group I belong to. They have that same twinkle in their eye when they are able to do something for themselves for the first time. And a lot of the same struggles keep arising. I looked over at Gabe. I wasn't sure if he could understand us. I mean, surely he could at least understand what Gus was saying. Well, I'm so happy for you, Gus. I really do love this for you. My heart felt content knowing that Gus felt connected to his purpose again. I reflected back to the day when I met him in the park and how lonely he had felt. Thank you, Isabel. I really appreciate all that you did for me. He cuddled with my foot as I cleaned out the cage. I grabbed his little notebook and replaced it with a new one. I filled that one up very quickly, Gus smiled. I wrote some pretty good stuff this week. I flipped through the pages and read a short entry out loud. September 1st. I could not believe that I am in a classroom again. I feel like the luckiest guinea pig in the whole world yes it's different it has a different feel to it and i still miss my children miss fanny terribly miss susan is doing so well though she is learning and adapting quickly you can tell her nerves get the best of her at times but when she is fully engaged with each child it is magic and i love watching those moments of magic i feel so fortunate to have a front row seat to witness these moments the way she kneels down to look each child in the eye the patience that she has for their timelines and how curious they are in every single thing that they do It all makes me feel so fulfilled. I know I had wished that we could find my own home, but maybe I was meant to be here for now. Maybe I was stuck on going back to a place that didn't need me anymore. I do wish I could have said goodbye at least, and maybe Isabel did have a point, that sometimes reality is different than our own happy ending wishes. I'm happy I at least get to see her weekly too. I will need to tell her that it's not so much about happy endings or reality, that it's about being in the moment and connecting with yourself as you go through life. At the end of the day, we are always connected with ourselves. I guess I forgot that when I got lost in the park, but being here has reminded me of that. I can always close my eyes and take a deep breath and connect with myself. The children love it when I also close my eyes during meditation time. They don't know just how much I also need that time to connect to myself. It's one of my favorite times. Gary would be shocked to learn that they actually let me out of my cage so that I can sit with them in the meditation circle. Miss Susan even lets me sit on a special stool it feels like I belong again. I closed the notebook and chuckled at the idea of Gus meditating with the children. Very nice, Gus. I put the notebook in my purse. I can't wait to read more. Meditation is a great thing, he said a little defensively. It always makes me feel all tingly in my body and calm at the same time, like I'm floating in a river, moving along with nature, yet not needing to swim or do much of anything. That was a nice little analogy, I thought. As I finished up cleaning the cage, Miss Susan came back, walking a bit quicker than her usual pace. "'I completely forgot,' she said as she wiped her hands on her apron. "'I have a visitor coming. It's some sort of mentorship program we're doing. Since I'm, new, since I'm a newer guide, they really wanted me to have someone to help support me as I experienced this new journey. I wasn't sure who they were, but she looked a little nervous. She must have sensed that I noticed the nerves. "'It's my first time meeting my mentor, so I'm a little nervous.' Gus squealed a little, trying to reassure her. I know, Gus. It will all be okay. I smiled at him, seeing how quickly he was able to learn how to communicate with humans without needing to talk to them. I quickly finished cleaning the cage and put Gus and gave back in there. The door opened, and I instantly felt felt an energy shift. There was a sense of calm, like the feeling after a big storm or when the sun rises in the early morning. Everything sort of stood still for a second hi i'm Miss susan i wasn't looking as i was trying to put the water container back on the cage i had filled up that thing was super tricky. this thing was super tricky when i heard you i remember you i looked up and saw this woman wearing a flowy green skirt with a yellow shirt walking towards the cage i can't believe it's you gus oh my goodness it was miss fanny Okay, so that's the end. Ah, I'm so happy that I finished the story. Um ah, i I don't know how I describe what I wanted for Gus at the end, but I guess really it's all about sometimes we want certain things and we think that what we want is what's best for us, and we don't realize that maybe there is a bigger plan that the universe god whoever you believe in or don't believe in you know there's a bigger plan ahead and sometimes it is through our struggles that we get there and what i really wanted to sort of bring out from gus's story is that there's a moment of grief that you have to sit with that realization that maybe you're not in the place where you want it to be or something terrible happened. And when you try to sort of bypass all of those feelings, you can't get to that acceptance piece. And I, I see that so much with adults. Like with kids, it's different. Like when they're struggling with something, they and granted their struggles may feel very intense or not as... Uh, I don't know, some kids' struggles are pretty intense. So I can't say that, but it's the idea that you have to sort of sit with that loneliness or that grief or that terrible thing that happened to you and just sort of sit with it long enough for you to process and be able to say, okay, I feel it. I let it move through me and then being able to move on. Um, And I felt like maybe that's what Isabel did for Gus. She helped him through that process and he didn't get his happy ending. Um, I also left it open ended because I don't I don't wanna I don't know, there's different kinds of people in the world, right? People that are gonna say, like, Oh my gosh, Miss Fanny's only gonna take him back to his classroom, like they're gonna live happily ever after and then there's gonna be people that are be like, Nope, Miss Fanny's gonna see the importance of his role in this new classroom and she's gonna not take that on for herself for selfish reasons for wanting Gus back, right, like, there's so many different ways that we could go about this, and I wanted you as the listener slash reader to sort of take it with your own conclusion, so, um, but I couldn't leave it where he he didn't see her again, I just couldn't do that to him, uh, so, yeah, that's the ending, um, it's been interesting as I wrote this story, I Really had to sit with a lot of those feelings that I sometimes don't like to feel. Actually, I never like to feel them. And as I was writing this, I had a a therapy appointment last weekend or two weekends ago, I can't even remember, where um, I did a brain spotting session. And I'm telling you, brain spotting has been amazing. And I sort of, because I've been writing about this and because I've been using Gus as one of my parts, that feels lonely. I sort of had to sit with that and it came up in my brain spotting session that just terrible feeling of watching the world from an outside perspective and not being able to be included in it. Um I don't know, maybe it's my younger self, you know, when I moved here from Mexico, like that I felt like that very often, not being able to fully participate in things, um, for many different reasons. And that sort of has always been part of who i am and i've never wanted to sit with that feeling because it doesn't feel good you know it like to feel like you're an outsider in general just sucks so why would i want to sit with that and so in a way gus has helped me to sit with that and i've been able to say wow like there is something after that feeling there is something to be said about Sitting with that and just acknowledging it and telling it, like, it's going to be okay. Um, And having this other part, like, this... Not part, but, like, your core self just show up and tell these parts that it's totally going to be okay. And you're safe. And, you know, there is this sense of connection that I hadn't been able to tap in before until I started writing these stories again. And so, I'm just really proud of myself and I'm really excited and I'm really happy that I finished the second one I am already to go for the third story I have these little messages from the universe that keep popping up like this is the next character or like totally for sure so um yeah I am excited to start that for next week so please come back and stay tuned again if you're enjoying these episodes or these stories please share them with a friend I I'm thinking big for these characters, like, for these stories. And I know this is just the foundation, and this is just the very beginning. I've been reading them to my own child, and they've been giving me feedback on, like, I don't really like this part because of this, or that part's confusing. And I've been sharing it with different people that have been giving me feedback. I know I need to go back and edit these very rough drafts, and uh, which I will at some point, but I'm just... I'm laying down the foundation for this, and I'm so happy that you're here listening to them and enjoying them, hopefully. And if you have any feedback or any comments or anything about Gus, please let me know. I am so happy that you're able to also meet him and listen to his story. And yeah, I hope that you have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Adios! for listening to the Plata Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, or just share with a friend. I would greatly appreciate it. Bye!